0: Welcome to the podcast. Let the prophet speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Judges with chapter seven. We um, read in chapter six about the um, emergence of a of a new uh, judge, a new leader named Gid'on. We learned of his humble beginnings. We read of his hesitation, of his persistent hesitation. Um, and demand for a sign from god that god would be with him today we're going to read about his transition from having this um a lack of confidence in himself so to speak but more importantly his lack of confidence in in god his lack of of um trust in god that god would fulfill his promises to save the people from the hands of the Midianites who are oppressing them. A transition from that into um, someone who starts taking the credit for himself. Um, and we start seeing the, uh, the flaws in his character um, start to emerge. Um, but, but we won't see yet in this chapter seven those flaws have a serious negative effect. That will happen as we read about the end of his career. But first, let's. Um, we're going to read t- uh, uh, today chapter seven of. Uh, we're going to begin the story of one of his great victories, one of his great um, um, successes as a leader. So, Vayashkem Yiru Baal. Remember, uh, Gidon uh, was named Yiru Baal. Was given that nickname meaning. Uh, uh, which meant uh, may Baal fight his own battles. Baal being the uh, I- the most popular idol of the time, <laughs> and uh, may he fight his own battles. This uh, when when the when Gidon destroyed the Baal statue and the altar to the Baal. Um, uh, so that was what Yerub'al meant So that was who Gidon That is also Gidon he, So he got up in the morning Bukhalama, Sherito And all the nation that was with him So remember we left chapter 6 With all of the um, Midianites And their allies The Amalek, Amalekis And the Kedemites All the marauders Who were oppressing the people um, Were camped in the valley of Yisrael of or, or Jezreel Valley And um Gidon had gathered up uh, people uh, from the uh, tribes of Menashe and Zevolon and uh, Asher and Naftali. Um And he had a uh, group of, of thousands of people that had gathered behind him to fight the Midianites and save themselves from their oppressors. So here he has his thousands of, of troops ready to go and attack the midianites who are camped in the Jezreel Valley so mahane midian haylamitsafon and the camp of midian was to the north of him, um at the place called givat hamore which was in the um, valley so gidon god said to gidon rav there's there's a lot of people with you And there's too many of them for me to uh, decide to give the victory against Midian in the hands of this large army that you've just assembled. And why? And God makes it very clear why. Because the people of Israel, if they they win with such a large group of soldiers, they will um, (coughs) take their glory. their uh, uh, pride away from me, and they'll be more proud lo, to say, Yodi Hoshi Ali, my hand, I was the one. In other words, I, the people of Israel, was strong and powerful and many. We are the ones that saved ourselves. And God wanted to make it clear that this was not a natural, normal military victory, but this victory came um, few against the many. So with so many people, it's the many against the many, so uh, it, they're going to take credit for themselves. I don't want that to happen. God understood the nature of the people and as we'll see, it was for good reason. I want you to call out to all the people as follows. Who here is afraid? Who is afraid of battle? How many people are timid, afraid, and scared? Um, he, any such person should turn around and 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 abandon, go back and fly away. Yitzbar is he should fly from the mountain of Gilad which is where they were gathered Um, in other words get out of here if you're afraid if you're scared of battle get out of here I don't need soldiers that are going to ruin the morale and 22,000 people left and he was left with 10,000 so here we have we started apparently with 32,000 people the vast majority were afraid to encounter their oppressors turned around and left Presumably these soldiers Gidon didn't really need to begin with, causing more problems than helped. But God said, I don't, you know, I don't want to have such a large army. <sighs> Send them away. Done. Verse 4. So then God said to Gidon, there's still a big, there's still a lot of you. Horado Samalam. I want you to do the following following test in order to determine who should remain with you and 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 uh, be involved in the attack against midjam bring them to the water vetfenlam and I will purify them Etzerfenu uh, is, uh, is is a language used uh, to um, like to purify silver to get the impurities of the metal out and um, Um, God say, I will get rid of the impurities by the water, I'll show you how. So, the ones that I tell you, they should go with you, they're the ones that should go with you. And whoever I tell you not to take him with you, he should not go with you. So, in other words, take them to the water, and God didn't even tell Gidon what the test was. So what was going to be. I guess to make sure Gidon doesn't uh, slip any hints to um, some of the people what to do to make the test as valid as possible, no one knew what the test was going to be. And and he took all the people to the water, you know, because the soldiers needed to drink. And now God said to Gidon as follows, as they go to the water, whoever whoever laps up the water you know in the in this with his tongue in the same way that a dog laps up the water tatvar I want you to put him to the side from all of those people who who get down on their knees to drink um, so the ones that 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 lap up the water obviously have to lie down flat right um and and get close to the water those that um that uh uh get on their knees just bend down take water either in a in a vessel of some sort or in their hands and bring it up to their face and drink that way and those that um drank the water with their hands in other words, they took with either drew with their hands, either with a with literally cupped their hands and took water to their mouths, or or held a, a vessel, a cup or a bowl, and brought it to their mouths to drink. Shlosh was 300 men out of the 10,000. The whole yeseram and the rest of the people, al which those mayim, they um, they got down on their knees and started to lap and lapped up the water to drink. So, um, so you have, um, Um, uh, uh, two groups of people: those that um, that that uh, get down on their knees and drink directly from the water. Uh, uh, you know, so, so there's fe- several explanations as to. Um, but but before I go through the explanations, let's read the next uh, verse, seven. God said to Gidon, with the three hundred men who drink the water. Uh, in in the way that um, I wanted them to, which was to put it in their hands, Oshia asked him, with those people I am going to save you. I will place Midian on in your hand. And the rest of the people, they should go home to their homes, to their places. So God sent home all of those people who lay down, put their mouths to the water, and drank directly from the water. Now, what does this signify exactly? And this kind of leads to uh, a lot of different interpretations. I'm just gonna go through some of the classic commentaries. The Rashi here says that, that the, those that bow down with their faces to the ground clearly have experience in that type of, of, of worship, which is the typical worship of, a, um, of, a, of, a, uh, of an idol. So those people were clearly idol worshipers because they naturally went and bowed down, put their faces to the ground, and therefore those are the ones that I don't want in my army. The others are clearly not uh, um, uh, experienced in the ways of idol worship and I want you to, to take them on the fight. That's one interesting understanding. The uh, other, other um, um, commentaries uh, basically um look at this as a sign of strength a person who um who uh who who bows down right um uh who 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 bows down and and puts his face to the floor his face to the water it that's a sign of weakness um uh, it's a sign of physical weakness. This is a, I'm going to love the Rabba. Gersonides looks at it this way. It's 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 the way he explains it is is the a strong, powerful person doesn't lie down and put his face in the water. So he looks at it as a, as a so therefore what this really was was. God's way of picking the strongest, physically the strongest people. The rabag in his typical fashion tries to take the rationalist approach and, and, and it just it's just a way of, you know, the, those that are lazy, those that are not strong are the ones that put their face right in the water. That's a, another explanation. A, a third approach, is, is uh, the Malbim's approach, and that is a person who is governed more by his, his desires, his tava, right? In other words, uh, if you just put your face in and start lapping up the water right away, it kind of it's a sign of a person who's being driven by his desires, a person who doesn't think before he acts, a person who doesn't. Um, so these are three uh, separate, different approaches, and of course there are many others. I just, uh, In this case, I think those three from the classic commentaries, Rashi, uh, uh, who looks at it as an indicator of Avodhuzara, or albago looks at it as an indicator of strength. Lamabhama looks at it as an indicator of, of, of someone who's thoughtful about what he does rather than someone who just runs after his desires. These are three uh, all good approaches, um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but regardless, we now have only 300 men under the command of Gid'on, and these are 300 men that were literally handpicked by God himself out of the 32,000 people who initially had volunteered to be part of this army. Now, um, now it, it, and, and the reason why God had whittled it down to 300 was because he wanted it to be as miraculous as possible. Despite that, One of the and as we've seen from the beginning of Sefer Yoshua until now the Miraculousness of of what happens in the battles um, Tends to get less and less the things become more and more uh, God recedes more and more into the background The, the the open miracles are not nearly as 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 open as they were in the past, and I want you to pay attention to that while we read about the account of what hap- what's about to happen in this battle. So, what did they do? Now that it is whittled down to three hundred men, a et ha'ambi and they took the um, the uh, provisions, you know, the supplies, the food, the water, the um, the the ammunition, weapons, uh, you know, the tools that they needed, etc. They took them at shofar se'am, and they took their horns. Uh, which are a very important implement in ancient warfare. Uh, the noisemakers of eight call ish Israel Shilach and all of the people of Israel. In other words, the rest of them, they sent them back to their tents. With and with the three hundred men that were left, hechazik. He strengthened himself. In other words, um, that those were the people he gathered around him. And the camp of the Midianites was was. Uh, and below him down in the valley, down in the Amen because of the plain that lies lower, in other words they're on the high plateau, uh at facing their enemy, with three hundred strong men behind him, and that's it. So we're gonna stop here, so we judges seven A, we'll continue with this with the account of the battle um when we study together The rest of this chapter. Thank you so much for studying chapter 7a together with me.